morning, good morning, good morning to all my podcast listeners out there in podcast world land. First time listeners, returning listeners, or you may just be breezing on through. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to my podcast. I am your podcast host, Sharita, of Holistic Talk. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only. Not intended to treat, cure, diagnose, or prevent sicknesses, illnesses, or disease, or mental health issues. If you're making any lifestyle changes to your health and wellness routine for yourself or your family, please consult your medical doctor first. That's right. Consult your medical doctor first. So, on this morning, what we're going to be talking about, I want to go over this again. You know, because COVID-19 is still in the air. Then we have the Delta and, you know, germs, germs, germs everywhere bacteria 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 everywhere so because we consume food each and every day it's good to go over safe handling techniques for fruits and vegetables that's right i want to go over safe techniques or safe food handling techniques for food food fruits and vegetables on today now you may already know this but it's always good to brush up on this and you know teach your children or maybe just get a make a chart. Better yet, make a chart. And place it on your refrigerator. Place it by the zinc. Or if you work in a restaurant, it's good to go over this with your workers, your clients. You know, just for health reasons. So we have all have grown up watching our grandmother pick fresh fruits and vegetables from the garden. And grandpops brings in fresh cut, uh, fresh cuts of meats from the butchers, standing around the kitchen table, watching them both prepare dinner for the entire family. You may have noticed at a young age why your grandmother would place all the fruits and all the vegetables in the zinc and maybe let them soak in the water or why grandpop put on gloves when he was handling the meat and why he kept washing the same cutting board and the same knife or changing knives every so often well there's a reason this is called safe food handling you may not know this or knew this Let's say knew this, because some of y'all at a young age, you know, you knew it. Some of y'all may not. But now that you're older, do you practice safe food handling in your home? Do you have you taught your children the proper way to handle food safely? First, what is safe food handling? Safe food handling is cooking and storage of foods such as meats, beef, and pork, fruit, and vegetables. Safe handling is safe because it protects you and your family from foodborne pathogens and bacteria that can cause illnesses and sometimes it causes food poisoning. Mm-hmm. According to the Texas Food Establishment Rules in 2014, I mean 15, so, what are some ways you and your family can practice safe food handling at home, which is so affordable that you don't need to go out to purchase some sort of food storage product you may have seen on the Home Shopping Network? Because, you know, some people do stuff like that. 
you know they go purchase these expensive things you really don't have to you just use what you have in your kitchen so simple very simple i'm telling you so let's drop jive right into what what you can do in the kitchen when you're handling fruits and vegetables always and i mean always wash your hands first not just with handling fruits and vegetables but also meats as well you can pass on pathogens and bacteria to your food from your hands and also you want to wash them to remove dirt and residue so you can pass pathogens and foam foodborne illnesses from your hands to your food if you don't wash your hands and then you can pass it to food to food which is called cross-contamination if you don't wash your hands always keep your refrigerator clean and sanitized cover produce that you have used and store them at the top of the refrigerator in a closed container, never at the bottom. Just as before, you want to wash your hands. Again, each time you are handling different types of meats, poultry, and fish. Why? Because this is called cross-contamination, which is another sign of pathogens and bacteria being passed from one food to another. Always clean the cutting board. That's right. Clean the cutting board during preparation of meats and never allow the juices from these types of meats to touch other food. Icky, icky, icky. Icky, icky. That you may be preparing. According to storage times for the refrigerator and freezer. Below is... Below, below, below. Let's go below the deep blue sea, the deep blue sea. So, at the bottom of your refrigerator, it should be, and now let's start at the top. At the top of your refrigerator, it's ready to, ready to eat foods. Now, this is like yogurt, um, dairy product, I mean dairy products and things like that. So, that's ready to eat foods, cheese. Um, should be covered in a container, airtight container. And the midsection is ready-to-eat foods, such as, you know, like I said, um, vegetable, uh, uh, let's see, milk, um, other covered, uh, other products, uh, such as, like, butter, creams, uh, cooked food, cooked meats. It's, you know, things like that packaged food that belongs underneath the second shelf. Depending on how many shelves you have in your refrigerator. Some people just have two shelves and then the freezer pull out at the bottom. So if you have a refrigerator like that, in a freezer should be freezer food. Food that belongs in the freezer. But if you have three shelves, you got the top shelf, the mid, middle shelf, and the bottom shelf, or somewhat to the bottom shelf, should be raw meats, poultry, and fish. Always cover and keep in sealed containers. So, to the midsection, to the bottom, if you have meats, raw meat, poultry, or fish, 
that belongs kind of like at the bottom, but not at the bottom because some people have different refrigerators where you have the little pull-out shelves. And then those shelves, you keep like vegetables and fruits and salads. Those belong in those two shelves. And above that would be your raw meat and your poultry and your fish. But you always want to make sure that no juice is leaking out of these these packages or containers that you keep these in. Why? Because it can cause cross-contamination with other foods that's in your refrigerator. You might be saying, Sharita, but the if it leaks out, it's not going to get on nothing. Yes, it does. It will still get on other food depending on how you store your food. Always keep your refrigerator clean and sanitized. If you have cooked food, store it at the top or at the midsection, covered. And a covered, sealed tight container. I cannot stress this. A covered, sealed tight container. Sharita, why does it have to be covered? Why does it have to be sealed tight? Why? Because it's still called cross-contamination. Because whatever food it is, depending on the food, it can absorb all the smells of that food. For an example, coffee. If you are a coffee drinker, and if you decide to put your cup of coffee in the refrigerator, and you do not cover it over with an air, uh, let's say, plastic wrap or shrink wrap, and you just decide, oh, I'm running late, let me put this coffee, cup of coffee in the refrigerator, and you may work at home, and you may say, I'm going to put this coffee, cup of coffee in the refrigerator, and I'm just going to leave it there, and I'll pick it up in like another hour or so, or like 30, 45 minutes. Well, 35, 45 minutes go by, you grab your cup of coffee out the refrigerator, you pour it in a little uh, uh, coffee pot, heat it up. Next thing you know, you you don't need to add in cream or sugar because that's already added in from this morning. So you start to drink it and all of a sudden you spit it out because it tastes funny. Why does it taste funny, Sharita? Now this morning it tasted fine. Well, because it has been cross-contaminated. That's right. Your coffee has been cross-contaminated with all the odors. And the smells in the refrigerator. That means your coffee absorb all the different smells in the refrigerator. So now it has a combination of different smells and different tastes. That's called cross-contamination. Now, for an example, rice. Same thing. You put you had rice for dinner last night. And you told your son to put the rice in a container, cover it up, and put it in the refrigerator. Well, your son was half asleep when he Put the rice in the container. He just put it in the container, did not cover it over. He just stuffed it in the refrigerator on the bottom shelf underneath the meat. So you decided to cook lunch and you say, Oh, we have leftover rice from dinner last night. You take the rice out, all of a sudden, there is blood from a pack of meat that sat in the refrigerator overnight. You can't eat it because it has cross-contaminated. Now, another scenario. So now you got to throw that rice away. Now, another scenario. You may told your daughter to put the rice in the refrigerator and cover it up before she goes to bed. Daughter, once again, half sleepy like your brother. Half sleepy. Put the, cover, put the rice in the container. Forgot to close the container up real tight. She half closed the container. Now, the next day, you decided to add the rice to, let's see, make an egg roll or something. So, you want to make an egg roll. You grab the rice. Notice that the rice was not sealed all the way. You may think, huh, the rice okay. But, 
when you go and add the rice and mix it up, then it smells funny. Then you wonder, okay, it's still, it's okay, it's still good. You make the egg roll, I mean the sushi and or whatever recipe you want the rice add in. You sit at the table, go eat your lunch, taste the rice, and rice tastes funny because it has been cross-contaminated. That means your daughter forgot to close the lid last night. Didn't seal it up shut, so the rice absorbed all the odors in the refrigerator from every smell that's in there. It's still cross-contaminated. Why would you eat it? Because it tastes funny and smells weird. So, that's called cross-contamination. I'm just being real, y'all. Talking from personal experience. Because that happened to me a couple of times when I told my kids to go, Hey, put this in the refrigerator. Make sure you seal it up. And they didn't seal it up. Next day, tasted funny. Had to throw it away. (laughs) So, there you get it. Safe handling food techniques for fresh fruit or vegetables and poultry raw meat and fish so just for your own personal research you can go to www.fsis.usda.gov that's www.f as in frank s as in sam as in ice cream s as in sam.usda.gov talks about danger zone and you can also go to storage times for the refrigerator and freezer storage times for the refrigerator and freezer by going to foodsafety.gov that's foodsafety.gov also you can read an article entitled texas food establishment rules texas dshs website texas department of state health and services um and that publicate 2015 it's a book it's on page six so there you have it on this morning wanted to share that was a little blog that i wrote to i think it was uh i want to say um i want to say yeah that was a blog that i wrote in 2019 entitled safe handling techniques for fruits and vegetables so there you go i wanted to share reshare yes i want to say reshare my blog with you um that i wrote in 2019 um but i i've done it on a podcast before but you know what's all taking place in covid on the rise and different things are taking place um due to health and wellness it, we really do need to practice safe food handling techniques when we eat especially when we handling other people's food as well you want to be conscious and courteous of one uh, other's health as well when you prepare their food well once again thank you for joining me on this morning have an awesome day and remember to pray for those that are in the path of the storm this week namaste